Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place, singing We will, we will rock you. Welcome everybody, 135 at Edmonton. Well, had a bit of a Queen theme on uh, today's show, and hopefully on uh, Sunday night, the Alberta Golden Bears will be singing We Are the Champions for the 17th time in their school's history. They're at the University Cup, which is in Lethbridge. Alberta plays Lethbridge tonight at 7 o'clock Edmonton time. Uh, Saskatchewan on the ice right now against Guelph, and uh, that's probably where Ian Herbers is at. And the Huskies lead Guelph by a score of 2-0 in the first period. Ian Herbers joining us. He's the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears and spent the last three years as an Oilers assistant. Hi, Ian. How are you? Good, Bob. Thank you. Good. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's get to it. Tonight's the night. Uh, were you a little bit surprised, first of all, that you ended up getting Lethbridge because traditionally what they've done with the U Sports is not had teams from the same conference play in the opening game? Yeah, uh, I thought for sure we were getting Carleton. Uh, did a lot of pre-scout work on Carleton, watched their last couple playoff games. Um, so at least we know Lethbridge. We've played them a number of times. They've played us hard. Uh, but they've had a month here to change a few things, so we need to be sharp early here and make sure we're playing our game and, and picking up any changes they made in a hurry. Last night, Ian, and you were part of the Oilers staff for the last three years, and at times that team didn't deal well with prosperity, and last night Edmonton you know, played an injury-depleted uh, New Jersey team, and uh, by the players' own admission, they, they, they just... They, they didn't get, do what they needed to do to prepare. You guys outshot Lethbridge 99-32 to in two combined games in February and beat them 6-0 and 9-5. Is there any concern that uh, your group will lack some focus uh, and attention to detail for the game against the Pronghorns tonight? Well, we shouldn't be. All our guys have been here except for Paul and Chuck and Miski. Uh, some obviously won the, the national title last year, and you got Keezer and Lego that were with me my my last year and won a national title there as well. They've also experienced losing the first game of the tournament, so they know what that feels like, uh, a large group of this team. They know they have to be ready, and they got to go out and earn it. Lethbridge definitely isn't going to give it to us. We've got to get dirty. We've got to outwork them and outcompete them. Yeah, and that's uh, now that hasn't been much of an issue for your team of late. You guys are twenty-four, one and one in your last twenty-six, including back to back shutouts of Saskatchewan to wrap up the conference final. How important do you think that series was getting you ready for the national championship? Well, it was good, especially when we lost the first game Friday, made it into a three game series, which was good. But at first we thought we were gonna be playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so it would have been good prep for that. But just being able to battle back and compete and probably the biggest thing, and our guys just every once in a while need that wake-up call. That Friday game, we wanted to play a perimeter game, play a skilled game, 
And when we play like that, it, you're leaving it up to chance and to hope and hope you get a good bounce and a good call and everything else. The next two games, Saturday and Sunday, we played our game where we were hard in the blue paint, hard in the hard areas, making good decisions with the puck, making the game difficult on them, making them turn, uh, getting in behind them, using our speed, using our depth, using our quickness. Uh, we were changing two lines to their one, so our guys were fresh and had a lot of jump. Uh, so you get Lethbridge tonight on the heels of last night, Luke Phillip being named the Sullivan Trophy winner, the player of the year, first one since Russ Houston out of the U of A back in 2000, and Alberta's won six national titles since there, and so it shows you, you know, how good the program's been, that you haven't been, you know, reliant on the one dominant player, and I think you would assert that actually you didn't, you could have played Luke more in games, but you've got tremendous depth up front. Just, uh, just a thought on Luke winning that award last night. No, he's had a fantastic year, and as we've talked about earlier on your show, he had a great summer. He had a very good year last year, obviously. Uh, worked very hard and had a good season points-wise, but he knew he wanted to do more, so he had a good summer. Uh, worked on his speed, his quickness, his power. Uh, obviously, he has the hands and the skill, so he's faster on the ice, more determined on the ice. Uh, has that little bit of breakaway, that separation from defenders, uh, which is a big help for him. And he's been very good for us all year long. And I played him with different line combinations, especially earlier in the year when we had injuries. So he's had different wingers for the first half of the year. Uh, we just finally settled in with the Paul and Chuck McGee combination, and they've done very well. Tell me this, Ian. You've been an assistant coach in the NHL, uh, a head coach in the American Hockey League. In your opinion... Uh, you know, you've seen, you know, there's all these guys chasing, 20 different teams chasing Maximilian Verano, who ultimately signed with the Ottawa Senators. Can Luke Phillips step in and play in the American League tomorrow and play in a top six role? I believe so. Just just because of his work ethic and his compete and his attitude. Uh, as I was telling you, that summertime when it's easy for guys just to, you know, get their hour in or something and then go to the beach or a golf course or wherever else he was putting the time in. Obviously, being a student, he also had to work as well, so he was getting that all combined. And then just was seeing him, what he does during the season here with the Bears, combined doing well academically, but then doing the extra things he needs to off the ice here at the U of A, and then being one of our leaders during practice and during games on the ice. Uh, just seeing that work ethic. He has the skill. He's gotten quicker and faster and more powerful than he than when he left junior, so I think he's he has a very good shot. And the other issue is, of course, the game has changed, hasn't it, Ian? Yeah, yeah. It's an old game where D could grab, hook, and hold on, and uh, the game, just the three years that I was with the Oilers, from that first year to the third year, the game had increased in speed. It was just amazing, because it was fast when I, I first came to the Oilers. Obviously, it just kept getting faster and faster. Yeah. Jason Fram was selected defenseman of the year. He's a six-foot 200-pound right shot uh, puck mover, was an elite offensive defenseman in the Western Hockey League, had a cup of coffee in the AHL. Uh, he's obviously the quarterback of your power play as well. I mean, you've got as, face it, Ian, on paper, you've got as good a team as anybody, and Fram's a, a type of player that not everybody else has in the country. No, no, he's uh, he knows the time, right time, when to jump with the puck, when to move the puck, uh, when to hit the holes to get the puck from the forwards. Uh, very smooth skater, very skilled skater, uh, very offensive-minded, which we love. Uh, the more we can get in the offensive zone and the more we can get our D engaged, the better it is. And he's worked hard on the D side of the game, too. I thought he's been very good this year uh, and kept working at that side of his game as well.
Uh, the first year you went with the U of A, which was in 2012-2013, uh, your record, by the way, all-time in that tournament is 7-1 and one as head coach of the University Cup. You won your last two years, but you lost your opening game, and that's when it was still around round-robin. You lost 2-1 uh, to one to Waterloo. You outshot them 43-13. to 13. You gave up two even-strength shots in that game. Lost 2-1. I think you hit four or five goal posts as well. I mean, it does reinforce that basically in a single-game elimination, anything can happen, right? Yeah, and our team was young there. None of the guys really had been to a Nationals on that year. So it was, you know, obviously we're heartbroken and crushed that we didn't win and get through and have a chance to play for a national title. But in the big picture, it was probably more beneficial because our guys focused that summer and the next season. And obviously those next two seasons, I was with the Bears, our guys were determined, focused, and they weren't going to let a hot goalie beat them on a night. They made sure they got to the blue paint. They were getting second, third opportunities, deflection goals, and doing whatever it takes to, to score goals. Um, so it really helped us the next two seasons. Uh, Saskatchewan, and I, I mentioned they're already, and I think the, the score I got was 2 nothing over Guelph early. Um, they actually finished ha- uh, half a game ahead of you in the regular season standings. You beat them in their building in the conference championship. i, I got to ask you, they're playing in a new building there, and when I watched the games online, they looked different to me. They looked more yeah. for, are, are they a better team because they now actually play in a real arena, not an old, you know, 150-foot uh, arena, but now they're playing a real, you know, 200 by 85 arena, which uh, has forced them to skate better, and uh, and they've got some defensemen that can move the puck as well. That's correct. Uh, well, obviously the fans, more fans, there's only 600 that could kind of squeeze into the old building. So now they draw a good crowd, especially when we're there. Uh, but they, like you said, they actually got to play hockey. When you played in the old Rutherford, it was more of a brawl and a survival, and it was just hack and whack and old school hockey from the Western Hockey League in the seventies. Yeah. Um, so now they actually play. They've got some very good D that can move the puck and are mobile. They have a, they have some depth up front, and then obviously some good goaltending. So they do play a better game. Uh, they're more dangerous now. Well, and if you beat Lethbridge tonight you're likely going to be playing Saskatchewan Saturday, right? That's how the tournament works? Yeah, yeah. If they finish, they keep the lead, and, and we do our job tonight. We'll get to see them Saturday afternoon at 1. They got a right shot, D. I don't mind either. Uh, Sam Ruop, who was a draft choice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, he really progressed this year. He's six foot four, too, and he can skate. Uh, that might be the type of guy that might interest some NHL teams. Ian? Yeah, no, I really liked him, especially I caught, he caught my eye that first weekend against us. Uh, and then by the time we saw him again, and obviously I watched a few of their other games, and he, he has had a very good year. I thought he was probably their defenseman of the year for me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I say this, and you know this, nothing but the best of luck, and I'll reach out to you during the course of the weekend, okay? Perfect. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Ian Herbers, who spent the last three seasons as the assistant coach in the Edmonton Oilers, back at the U of A, where he had a three-year stint from uh, 2012 to 2015. He went 119 and 19 in those three years, won back to back national titles. Uh, the Bears had several injured forwards in their first four regular season weekends and started 4 3 and 1 in conference play. They've lost one conference game since, and that was in the opening game of the Canada West final in Saskatchewan, then came back and swept the Huskies with back to back shutouts with Zach Sachenko. Sachenko, by the way, is a six foot one goaltender who is the runner-up to Carter Hart two years in a row for the top goalie in the Western Hockey League. He's a pretty good goalie. So um, they got a good team. This is, On paper, 
probably as skilled a team as the U of A's ever had. Doesn't mean they're going to win, though, in a single elimination tournament, and listeners to the show are smart enough to totally understand that, that, hey, one bad bounce and you may not win. All right, when we come back, we'll get to some texts in this day in Oilers history. Uh, discuss a bit who Brendan's going to have on the show tomorrow as I'll be flying with the Oilers to Arizona. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 150 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. I want to mention to you Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Ask about our destination wedding packages and corporate employee rewards trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. What do you got? I remember this game. No, you should, Bob, because Paul Coffey put on a show back in 1986. He scored two goals and added six assists for eight points. That tied Tom Bladen's NHL record for most points in a game by a defenseman. And those eight points helped the Oilers to a 12-3 win over the Red Wings at Northlands. And you, of course, know that Tom Bladen played for the Edmonton Oil Kings before going on to the National Hockey League. There you go. This day, that's the old Edmonton Oil Kings. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Call our destination. Call about our destination wedding packages and corporate employee rewards trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. All right. Can you text us at 630-630? Tweet us at Oilers Now. Here we go. Can whoever is uploading the podcast put the date and segment number back into the name of the file? It's impossible to know what day it's from and what the order of the MP3 files need to be to be played when it's just a generic title of the topic being discussed. There is zero logic behind why this was changed last week. Do you want me to field that one? Yeah. Yeah. So over to you, Brendan. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, obviously our podcasts go out on a lot of different mediums. So for some, this format works and looks a lot cleaner. Obviously for others, they're struggling. But uh, if you do download the podcast, we need that kind of feedback so I know what's best suited for your needs. So uh, keep that coming on the text line as well. So. All right, so does it work better with Apple or iTunes or which one? I believe it does the the podcast app on Apple. That's where I will listen to our show if I'm trying to critique myself or what have you. Um, and it looks clean there, but that might not be what this gentleman's using. Here we go. Uh, this text comes in. Bob, love your show, and I'm a longtime listener. However, I wish you would get some guests that disagree with you now and again. Backing up your views doesn't make good conversation. Uh, think the orders have the same problem. Too many yes-men from Don. Okay, Don, we'll take that into consideration. Uh, I think he's referring to Elliot Friedman's appearance in terms of him explaining what happened in Edmonton. And uh, some of it is, uh, and I forget the exact uh, psychological uh, answer to this in terms of how it's uh, described, but sometimes people want to hear certain things, and then when they don't hear it, they get upset. Um, You know, Elliot said that he believed that Peter Shirelli got very insular, I believe Peter Shirelli got very insular. I will personally tell you that there are people that behind closed doors openly challenge the decision to uh, make a move or two, like the most significant one that was made in the last five years. Think about what I'm saying. Uh, you can text us at 630-630, tweet us, at orders now. But, you know, and there are times, Elliot, me disagree. Berkey, 
I don't think there's been significant disagreement with Berkey. I think philosophically, Louie and me see a lot of the same things. Spectre is a guy that has a poor memory, so I often have to remind him of some of the things that he's written and said in the past. Uh, there we go. Here's another text that comes in. Bob, great segment with Elliot as usual. We talk about, uh, he talks about the owners needing to hire a GM who can be patient and sell to the fan base. Isn't it as just as important that the said GM is able to articulate that vision to the core players, specifically McDavid and Dreisaitl? To borrow a phrase from poker playing, a tight, aggressive approach is needed. Urgency balanced with long-term planning. Tyler, I can't disagree with that text. I do think that whoever comes in as the GM's got to be able to communicate the message to the core players of the team as well. Uh, Don says, maybe smart hockey guys share the same thoughts from Don. Yeah. Bob, there's no way that Matt Benning is the best puck-moving defenseman. Come on, Bob. What about Nurse, Sekra, and Clefbaum? I'd say of recent stretch, Matt Benning's had a very positive impact because of the simplicity that he's played with. I mean, Oscar just took a shot in the pills and has been coming back from injury from a hand injury, so he's had a tough stretch. Sekra is not quite up to prime time yet, but it's certainly helped the D, and he's helped with many. They've helped each other. Uh, Darnell Nurse can certainly transport the puck. I still think you'll see an improvement with the Oilers' defense with more puck handling capabilities. I mean, look at the challenges Edmonton's had against, like, Vancouver, who've got some small, diminutive puck movers. New Jersey had some small, diminutive puck movers last night, and the Oilers had some challenges. I couldn't sustain a forecheck against them either. Tomorrow, Brendan Escott will be hosting the show. I'll be in the bird with the Oilers. Uh, Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack will be on the show. Arizona Coyotes color analyst Tyson Nash. Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer. Oil Kings have won nine straight games. One more win, and they uh, have uh, they're the Central Division champions. And Kyle Chase, the general manager of the Sherwood Park Crusaders, when do they open up their playoffs, or have they already opened? Tomorrow night, they'll open the second round. They won the North, so they got the first round bye. But we'll touch on that. We'll touch around some other goings-on, because Spruce Grove's still kicking around. Uh, there, Bonneville. there we go. That's what I wanted to... Where is Spruce? Because every year, it seems like it's Spruce Grove, right? And then who's the power down in the, the South? Well, Brooks went 57-3, and three, so that's pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. Wow, 50 cents. Are they spending more money than everybody else? Is that part of the reason why they're... No, no comment. <laughs> How many 20-year-olds do they have? <laughs> well, you can have a max of six, okay. so they've got that. But quite a few recruits, quite a few players from out east, they've done a great job building that program. All right, there we go. We will uh, leave you with this. We open with a little bit of Queen. We're going to have some fun as we close out with Queen. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell later tonight. Uh... They'll have, uh, actually after Eileen, we'll have the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Chandler and I and Andrew Gross. Reed Wilkins will have Inside Sports Night 6 to 8. Who's he got rolling in? Fluid show for now. Fluid show. Fluid show. There you go. So long, everybody. A little killer queen for you. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.